Take notes. The following content will appear on your final, which will be 30% of your final grade. Start the show. Be telling y'all, man. Take them notes, bro. I, I think I'm a, okay with my grade. I, because you're because you're one of those. You're one of those. You're always prepared. No, no, I'm a really good BSer. Oh, okay, so you're just. You know, I use my intuition to guess what the answer should be on the exam for the book that I never read. Oh, you be on that kind of shit. Okay. Yeah. Based off you. this character's name, I feel like this guy's an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> so, as an asshole, uh, <laughs> what would he do in the Tale of Two Cities? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I don't know how I passed English in high school, bro. <laughs> oh, me too. I was definitely a bullshitter in English, mostly because I had read the material at some point recreationally. Um. You could tell that I hadn't done the reading, but other than you could tell when I hadn't done the reading or why I wasn't interested in the book. Um, I think I fucked up uh, doing a, what was that book? There's a book I hated in high school, Huckleberry Finn. Really? Fucking hated Huckleberry Finn. Oh my God. For some, just so boring. Love Tom Sawyer. Hated Huckleberry Finn. I think I was like the opposite. It just dragged, and, and maybe it was, and maybe part of it was that we we had to listen to the recording in class. But the recording for Huckleberry Finn was so fucking boring. Oh yeah, no, that would get on my nerves. Oh, it was bad. Niggas plus information plus alcohol equals opinions. While black, your black ass cheat sheet for the week in foolishness and fuckery. I am your boy Oz. I am the fluent one. And as you can tell, we are shorter, man. Um, Euphonic is resting and recovering. I think he has a little cold. Um, it's those darn kids. It's those damn kids. Uh, another reason I'll never be a teacher. You just come up because I've noticed it's a couple of people I know that teach, uh, that have come up with some nasty shit randomly. Uh, got them sitting down. It takes a lot to sit euphonic down. <laughs> it does, man. I t- I like, like, like he was still like, I, I mean, wait, what time? I can still be there. No. I was like, nigga, sit your ass down because I don't want none of what you got. He is at home playing Call of Duty with the fellas right now. Uh, shout out to DJ Byrne. He down. Uh, he had COVID. Oh, damn. He, I think he passed out. I, man, I think he passed out on the job. That that that's the shit you hear when they send niggas home. I'll never forget the first time I heard they sent Euphonic home, and he didn't go home. Uh, back in back in the old days when he was uh working wherever that was, he was working at the mall, and 
uh, he fell asleep on the John. He wouldn't. He wouldn't want me telling that story, but I I told it. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, and they sent his ass home, and he didn't go home. He didn't go home. He was hanging out with us uh, until he went to sleep. Until he went to sleep. Sit your ass down. N- d- d- open letter to niggas. When they tell you to go home, go home and sit your ass down. Period. Hey, look. I, I, one thing I appreciate with my job is they have been much more open about it. Look, we can take your laptop home. If you think you can work, then do it from home. But first, don't even log on for a couple hours. Just go home and actually rest. <laughs> I knew I wasn't going to last at that last bullshit job because they told me a story about um, during the pandemic. I judge all jobs that I get interviews for or that entertain me. I, I judge all jobs by how they behave during the pandemic. And during the pandemic, I should have known this was a red flag. This job said that they just, like, if you had COVID, we all just masked up and you masked up. And you just wore more protective PPE than the rest of us. And you got your job done. Y'all, y'all didn't take the five days or... What? And and it, it was like that. Like if you like if you had an issue, they want they, they wanted th- you to come in with the COVID. They wanted you to come in and handle business with the COVID. With the COVID. Do they know how the COVID works? I think I don't think they do. Like it's a it's very old school people that believe in showing up to your job every day, come rain, come shine, come whatever is going on in your life. And I didn't think about it that much because I didn't think I was going to be there long anyway. But one day I got out of the car. I got out of my Uber and I split my pants, my shorts. I had these brand new shorts. I split split them up the middle. And I was in an employee. No, I was in a, a, a customer lounge room. And I called my boss from the customer lounge room. <laughs> and I was like, man, I got right out of the car and split my pants. He was like, I believe you because I can hear I can hear the expressway um wherever you are from wherever you are. So I know you you're either on you were either on route or you're here. So I believe you. It's all good. I was like, man, I have to go home and get another pair of pants or something. And he said, well, let me ask you a question. Can we fix it with duct tape? They were good. I mean, this is. Not with duct tape. Bro. Bro. My pants, my, my shorts are completely split, completely down the middle and up my ass from the, from crotch to ass, dog. With duct tape, and they want to fix this with duct tape. You, I said, Tyler, no, I'm going home. (laughs) 
Now, oh, <laughs> now Lisa. Now later that day, Lisa, the uh, the HR lady that liked me so much for whatever reason, Lisa was like, "Well, you know, there's a Walmart across the freeway." I was like, "That's true." I was like, "That but sounds like the more reasonable option." That's a reasonable option. A new pair of pants, but not. But I'm a big guy. And I can't trust that anything's over there is going to fit right, that I won't split those again. So, yeah, I'm going home and getting another fucking pair of pants, dog. Like, duct tape? <laughs> this is what they want to put you through. This is it, For those of you who say nobody wants to work, this is what they want to put you through. This kind of bullshit. Uh, which is... Why I have been venturing out on my own. It is episode. Damn. 230. What? Five. I, I We took a break. I lost count. Yeah. Same. Um, yeah. We'll figure it out. Um, uh, how, how was your break, man? I forgot. But I've been working out. Hey. <laughs> Boy, fluent hitting the weights. Something along those lines. Slanging that iron. I think the weights are hitting me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. How, and how long has this been going on? What, a week? Um, no, Two weeks now. Two weeks. Okay, okay, okay. It's supposed to feel like that. Yeah. It's going to feel like that. I'm I'm trying to at least develop some level of consistency discipline. There you because go. that's my, my biggest weakness in life. Okay, okay. About, about the only two things I do consistently uh, every day is going to be work and masturbate. So trying to add <laughs> something else it. to that. That's fair. Um, <laughs> shit. Um, I got to get back on it, actually. I, I, The energy is just, I was talking to a friend about this. The energy is just not there lately. I do it like all the work I do, I do from bed. <laughs> It's but really they, just me and my tablet and my laptop in my in my lap in my bed. That can be dangerous when you start doing the work from bed one time. It's like, well, I mean, I got so much done. I don't need to get up again. I'll, get a, I'll take a nap now. <laughs> they just, you know, I'm just gonna stay here. And, Three hours later, yeah, I did some more. I did some more work. I think I'll take a nap. Nah, bro, you gotta you gotta move the work yeah, outside of the bed. Don't do true. it in the bed. It's true. Keep your bed for two things. I fall asleep too much. Sleeping and fucking. Yeah. I fa- that's another thing. I fall asleep too fucking much. Ru- the pandemic just ruined my sleep cycles forever. Um, yeah, I, I, I can, I can co-sign that. Like it definitely messed me up. Um, and even with coming back into the office full time, um, that's been a, an adjustment. You know, right. in terms of like, okay, well, sometimes I'm up till seven in the morning. Yeah. Got to be at work at eight. <laughs> Shout out to the new listeners. What the fuck are y'all doing here? I don't know what y'all have to prove at this point. They they came because they heard about the rain. Oh, everybody in the rain. <laughs> oh, man. Houston, they're going to make up like a fucking board game. Where people in Houston just try, where where people in Houston just try to guess what side of town the rain's gonna be on. And 
going to be like fucking Clue or Guess Who or some shit. Man, people posting about the rain. I'm jealous. I'm like, I still, I ain't seen this rain. So jealous. I got like a seven minute sprinkle, and it was turning to 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 just mist off the off the fence. I be man, I'm telling you, I get so jealous of other people and the rain where they're at. Like I heard, like it's supposed to be a fucking halfway a tsunami up up north in New York or some shit. And I was like, that sounds really fucking good. That sounds really good, y'all. You want to go fly out there for the rain? <laughs> it doesn't take much to get me to want to fly out, fly back out to New York. I miss all my Brooklyn people, but uh, the rain in Brooklyn, I like it because it varies um, from borough to borough almost. But like when you're in Brooklyn, like it can turn into what looks like a monsoon real fast. And then just be over. Like they they have no like they don't measure rain and storms the same way we do down here. They just know it's going to be a thirty percent chance of rain. Um, if it's raining, you'll probably see where it's raining uh, from the skyline. <laughs> um, like in Brooklyn, uh, I remember it, it, it was like, oh, it's going to be like. Last probably the last time I visited, it was like you know, it's gonna be like forty percent chance of rain, and there's something about those major metropolitan areas like that, where everything is connected, transit wise, that just makes you not give a fuck about getting rained on. You don't. You just get a nice coat. I've seen people like that. You see people like that in New York. Here, you got to be in a car. Or you got to have a big umbrella. And they have umbrellas. I mean, it's not like they don't have umbrellas. But. Like the Mary Poppins umbrellas? If you just get rained on in New York, they don't give a fuck. Oh, no. Nah. There's other shit to do. Um, Shout out to the new listeners. Shout out to the old listeners. Shout out to the first times, the last times, the long times. Shout out to everybody on SoundCloud, Google, iHeart, uh, Spotify, anywhere quality content is disseminated. Shout out to all my niggas on Patreon. It's a new month. Thank you so much for stick for sticking with us. It's my birthday month. Hey. Definitely thank y'all for sticking with us. I don't know what uh any of that astrology shit means, but I know it's Virgo season. So and I am a Virgo. And Beyonce is a Virgo, so hit both of us with the air horns. Virgos mean that when you have your birthday, all of your previous sins are wiped away and you're a new virgin. Oh, good. Something like that. I I, I read it on a palm somewhere. Oh. oh, good. I can start fresh. I like that. Yeah. All right. I'll go with that. Um, At your leisure. Um, I wanted to send flowers. Do you have anybody you want to send flowers to? Send flowers. Um, yeah, yeah. Let me um shout out Neff Brown. Okay. For promotion. Doctor moving up in cancer research and Let's moving go. through um uh divesting like cells and then now moving into other like virus vectors and things like that. And you know, black women doing amazing things in the medical industry and research and just wanted to shout out shout out to her. 
black women handling, handling their business. Hit it with the air horns. Um, I didn't have anybody specifically on the docket for uh, flowers, but uh, I did want to send a send a big shout out. Speaking of my New York people, uh, shout out to my man DJ Dom Nice. Um, it was it is unfortunate that I did not get to spend time and hang out with him. He was he was supposed to come visit. He is uh having he's having some health concerns. He's fighting he's fighting a battle on that front. Um but I have to say he's looking good. Um you know, he's still he's still got that fight in him. He's still uh he's still handling his business music wise, DJing. Uh even if it's uh like remotely online and shit like that. Um, his mixes are still immaculate. Hey. Um, and from what I understand, he is also still getting his rest and spending the most time with his family. So um, fighting that battle, my heart, my energy is with you. I miss you, brother. I love you. Uh, hopefully we get to, we get to, we get to link up. I get to fly out there or something. Uh, when things change and we can link up. Uh, love you, big dog. Hit him with the air horns. On to humans ain't shit. Oh, my. And it's a real one this week. Wait, what happened? What did I miss? Oh, boy. Social media was a well, hellscape. Yeah, I mean, well, I can think of a few things, but... <laughs> so... <laughs> This happened in Houston. Yeah, I thought that's where you're going. A young lady turned down a man's advances, some guy on the street, and he responded by striking this woman with a brick. A whole brick. Can't nobody tell me about the walkability of Houston where you can just casually pick up a brick for a murder weapon. He didn't murder her, but that could have done some serious fatal damage. And the whole side of her face was just swole up. Yeah, that was not... uh... That was not cool. And here's the things that bothered me about this whole scenario. And the things that bothered a lot of people about this scenario... There were people around, and eventually the cops and and maybe an ambulance came, from what I understand. But nobody was really trying to help this woman. They were very like they were very audibly going, "What the fuck you want us to do?" Oh wow! See, I, bl- I, I couldn't I couldn't bring myself to actually watch any type of video. I mean, there was it, there was not a video of the striking. But the I'm, response and all that uh, shit. Yeah, I meant I meant the after effect because yeah. there was like a, a post with like her basically saying like, "Yo, this just happened," and yeah, like, nobody's doing nothing. It was nasty. It was nasty. It was peak nasty. Um, and he's and and it wouldn't have been so bad. Well, I'll get to that. My problem here is that. Three weeks ago, 
We were we were all in unison and all in agreement about black people, black men protecting other black people in times of violent strife. Mm-hmm. We were all completely cool with a nigga with niggas coming to see a bunch of rednecks that had jumped on this man. We were all completely fine with a man grabbing a chair and wailing on anybody who got in his fucking way. Mm-hmm. We were all fine with a, a 16 year old child literally swimming across the water, fully clothed. <laughs> Got a hand man to get up and kick some ass. People came from all around. And we had no problem with this because we were in solidarity that we got that we all we got out here and we got to look out for each other. No one had a problem with this. Consequences be damned. Mm-hmm. And all them people got out. All them people got bailed out. Them people have GoFundMe's and shit. We made sure these people didn't have shit to worry about on their end. Fast forward to now. When people discuss this, because remember, my thing is very rarely the incident itself and more like how we respond as a community mm-hmm. and what it says about us as a community. Fast forward to now, niggas turned into pussies. Oh, well, I mean, why would we jump in? Why would we jump in to intervene there? That's dangerous. That's how women get niggas killed. That's how women, that's how niggas get shot out here. Y'all, he was one guy with a brick. That's it. He was one guy with a brick. And nobody's asking you to be Batman. Damn, are you all right? Damn, that was fucked up. What did he look like? Yeah. Oh, that nigga went that way. Something. Because it, it, it wouldn't have been so bad. Because everybody did this whole thing where, oh, I got kids. Oh, well, people, people out here risking their life. People got families to go home to. We all got fam. Everybody got a family. We don't all have wife and kids. And that just shows you how pompous and arrogant and self-important people who have white, who have uh spouse and kids feel like they are. I hate that shit. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, that's some pompous shit. Well, I got, well, I see. And then because, because the follow-up is always, see, that's how people that ain't got no family. That, that's how people that ain't got no wife and kids and no family to go home to act. That's the dumb shit they be doing. Fam, I want to go home to my family too. I think it's readily it's readily obvious that everybody wants to make it home and spend time with their family. The the issue comes in where you having a wife and kids, you feel like your shit is more important than everybody else, and you got to make it home. Ain't nobody this ain't nobody got to make it out alive on this planet. Nobody does. Nobody has to. 
And the other side of that, to me, is if my kids have enough wherewithal to know how fucked up the world is, and kids tend to have a, kids tend to, I mean, they, they, they be wilding, but kids tend to have a decent heart. I would expect my children to go, damn, dad, you just let that chick get beat up? Yeah. I would expect my kids to have an, to have enough character to go, damn, somebody should help that lady. Now, it, I know my mom because I know my dad. I, I would expect my mom to worry a little bit. I would expect my mom to freak out a little bit and want you to come home and want you to come home and maybe maybe somebody else can handle that. I get that. My mom worries like that. As moms do. As moms do, it's a job. I mean, but ultimately, she, knowing the situation, and here's my thing, is that, yes, our families worry about us, and our families would hate it if one of us didn't come home. That's the tragedy of being black. We black, so it's not really, it's not really guaranteed for any of us to make it home. But I would think that your family would have some character and some dignity that if you didn't make it home, or or if you do, to have a little pride in the fact that, that to have a little black pride in the fact that you stood for something. I don't think I don't think any of our any of our families would be like he oh he just went and threw his life away. Yeah. My fa- let me tell you something. My father Oz Longworth senior mm-hmm. ain't never ever sat somewhere and he, and he's also one that firmly believes in minding his business. <laughs> He ain't never, he talked a lot of shit, but he didn't sit there and let evil happen. Yeah. And what happened to that lady is evil. I, 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 I can agree with that. He ain't never let me or his wife or my sister see an example of a coward. Especially, particularly not if it's right. It's just, that's right. Hey, man. Hey, man, why it got to be all that? Back up. Hey, man, just chill. Just calm down a second. It ain't got to be all that, dog. Yeah. Um, I agree. And I I think I told you, uh, what was that, like earlier in the summer Mm -hmm. when I intervened in a situation like that? Yeah. So... <laughs> it ain't you're right. You don't you, have to be Batman. There, there, there's ways you can intervene, and I get that. You know, you still have to be situationally aware, right? Of course, of how you intervene, right. because there has, I mean, there has been a couple people that I'm aware of in my in my circles where someone tried to intervene and they did end up uh, dying because of it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Uh, it did get flipped back on them, so. You have to be. I I just think you have to be situationally aware. But to just be callous and not 
care yeah. and not show any type of empathy or or protection for someone even after the fact, I think that's just that's just really fucked up. And this brings up a couple of things. I don't mean to belabor the point, but this brings up a couple of things community wise. One, we have to talk about the fact that it's okay that some of y'all are pussy. Because it only exasperates, it only belabors the point that women feel unsafe out here for a lot of the same reasons that you feel unsafe intervening. Mm -hmm. If you scared of these niggas, why don't you understand that women are scared of these niggas? And a lot of times when men try to get into the conversation and say, well, oh, I'm not like that, bro, she don't know you. You are Just like how you talk about you, you don't know this stranger, you don't know what he's capable of. Bro, it, she don't know you. You a stranger too. You scared and that's fine. Be pussy. But that nigga not following you home. Yep. That, not, that nigga not killing you for saying no. You scared for the same reasons they scared. So you so now we have to now we have to be in agreement and we have to tell the truth that some of these niggas is out here scary. There's some of these niggas are out here wiling. Yes. So we and, can't and so, sorry. No, 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 hit no no. Get your shit off. Yeah, I'm I'm just just piggybacking on, but like in the that whole aspect of there's the outrage whenever black women say they don't feel protected but you're actively (laughs) coming up with excuses not to protect them exactly like if if we're if you already said here's my quote logical reason as to why i would not intervene why i would mind my business then don't be upset when a woman says well since that's what your response is i'm gonna do what i gotta do to make it home alive and that means i'm not gonna depend on y'all I'm going to have to take care of my own business. I'm going to avoid y'all. I'm going to do this. Whatever They're going this- to start picking up guns, y'all. They are. They Start. <laughs> and I don't blame them. And not only that, it would have been one, like, it would have been one thing if, well, that does look unsafe. That's a, that's a wild situation. It, it, but that's not what, the niggas in that video were giving. It's not. They were basically, I mean, they were basically like rolling their eyes and laughing it off. That doesn't say, man, I got a wife and kids. That says, fuck off. I'm trying to enjoy my beer. Yeah, that's fucked off. So I, so I don't want to hear that shit either. And all, you know, and these niggas get out here and they go, oh, well, uh, does that mean you going to get out here and be fighting these, fighting these niggas? Maybe. I'm not going around looking for vigilante justice, but if if the if the time if the time comes and yes, you have to have situational awareness. Somebody gonna have a problem with me. Somebody gonna have a problem with me going. Hey man, it ain't gotta be all that. Relax, dog. And you ain't gotta be Batman. Ain't nobody asking that. Diffusing a situation can be very can be as simple as, "Hey man, relax." 
just relax. It's a, it was a misunderstanding. Yeah. It was a misunderstanding. Here, 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 have a beer. I'll buy you a beer. I mean, that's that's literally how I ended up diffusing the situation that I ended up in. Like, this man had the woman by the wrist, hemmed up against the bar, was starting to shake her and shit, and literally just coming over and talking down, getting his, getting his adrenaline down. I mean, mind you, he did swing at me a couple times, but I was the more sober with only five shots of tequila. Well, (laughs) (laughs) now, having said all that, there have been instances where violence or reprisal on a community level might have been warranted. We've all heard that story about R. Kelly when he was a kid. I I hate to throw R. Kelly in the mix, but... I do remember when they were doing those surviving documentaries, it, everybody they asked that grew up with had that story about how R. Kelly was molested by that weirdo at the end of the block, and the niggas got together, came and saw that nigga at the end of the block, and we never saw him again. There is a history in this country in which civil disobedience among black people, though not legal, was warranted. And I'm not saying that everybody should have just ganged up and came saw and dragged the nigga with the brick off. I wouldn't have minded. I'm not saying that's that that's the go to that that's the go to solution. Look, if 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 six if six of us could square up against them two boys on the dock. Then, then, then four or five could have handled those dude with the brick, and that's part of the optics is that y'all went to war for that nigga, and when it was a black woman, everybody just started looking for excuses. It was a nigga that got on. So the new narrative is that that is that that nigga uh, is that that woman, um. What they call her? A troublemaker. It was a dude that was a part of that community that said that he lived there. Apparently, this is a apparently this neighborhood is full of of a particular uh, part of the diaspora. Like, I I don't know into how to confirm this, but there's a lot of Somali people there. Um, supposedly, that's kind of beside the point. But a lot of uh, like is there's been a lot of talk about them getting together and kind of being like, well, that oh well, people in the neighborhood know her as a troublemaker, and she always be talking that shit about niggas and and how niggas ain't shit and this and that. So she so she every other chick, right? Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of that talk about oh well. Um, She's a troublemaker and she does these video these these TikTok videos about um striking a uh, where she's striking a man. First of all, we let's let's go ahead and uh, for the sake of information, uh we don't want to be just wild with it. Let's go ahead and myth bust that. Yes, there are TikTok videos of her going off on a dude. They're skits. And they're with a white man. 
that has nothing to do with the incident, a white man who clearly consented uh, to being play struck. Um, let's myth bust. Let's myth bust this a little further for the sake of information. I'll take you one deeper. The nigga that got on that says he saw the whole thing and that she's a troublemaker and she had it coming. Uh, her, his ex, not long after he posted that bullshit, his ex came on and said that he himself is a documented abuser who did not see that shit because he does not live in the same state that it happened in currently. Wow. So he just jumped on talking shit. Just because he liked to be women. Just because he used to, he may have used to have lived in Houston and he likes seeing women get fucked up. That's a fucked up ass world. So that's some, so that's a little myth busting for you. Half the shit that's being said about this woman is not true. Uh, more than half is not true. Um, and even if she were a troublemaker, and and then when you when you hear that, and you hear a community of men say that a woman is a troublemaker, that doesn't sound good to me because men get together and decide women are troublemakers for any old reason. Probably because y'all have done some ain't shit shit. And got called out on it. And got called out as niggas not being shit. Happens every day. So a bunch of niggas getting together and calling a a woman a troublemaker. Because I ain't heard a woman call her a troublemaker yet that saw it. A bunch of niggas getting together and deciding that you are not, that, that you are a troublemaker. And I've seen some women agreeing that, oh, maybe she must have done something to the... That's internalized misogyny. And I don't want to hear that shit either. And for you niggas going, oh... Because a lot of you niggas hear internalized misogyny and go, oh, so you're, so you're saying it's still our fault. No. But you hold some culpability as being a part of this... Uh, is benefiting from a, from that system. So there has to be a little bit of shut the fuck up on your part. That part. Because nobody's saying that, oh, nobody's saying that you directly harmed harmed a woman. But guess what? When you sit by and watch evil shit happen, no, maybe you're not the culprit, but you're the getaway driver. You are just as culpable when you let evil shit happen. I can agree with that. And that matters in a community. Because now y'all are y'all are demonstrating the exact reasons women say they don't feel protected and they don't feel safe. If you don't feel safe with these niggas, why would they? And honestly, it's pitiful. It's really pitiful, and it's cowardly. And I've been, I've been tiptoeing. And to this day, you know, y'all, some of y'all get up and call me simp. Some of y'all, you know, call me pander, whatever you want to call me. Um, and it's all a part of the no sex squad. I haven't had no sex. 
I'm going to stop being nice about it. Because language doesn't matter to y'all. Y'all are ten toes down about fuck these women regardless. And y'all and y'all making these rash decisions about who in the community deserves protection. A lot of women say niggas ain't shit. Y'all literally the bitches ain't shit is literally one of the most famous lines in hip hop. <laughs> Happy fifty, guys. It's literally one of the most famous famous lines in hip hop in rap music ever. But y'all mad at them for getting it off, and then decide that they deserve that that they don't deserve protection, and that if they get hit with a brick, oh well. I'm gonna stop being nice about it. Y'all are bitches. Y'all are bitches. Y'all have turned into y- you a bitch. Y'all have turned into fucking cowards, all of you. Y'all have turned into cowards. And if you hear the sound of my voice and you think I'm talking about you, I'm talking about you. You are a coward. You are a bitch. Your mama raised a wholesome little nigga. (laughs) Now you bringing the mama into it. (laughs) Your mama raised a wholesome nigga. It's not her fault. You are a bitch. And most of you need father figures. And if you got one, you need a different one. Kevin Samuels is not a father figure. The Dark Lord is dead. Let him rest. It is hot misogyny summer. And it's some results coming, though. A little, uh, a little I, bit. I, I feel like it's been more results coming this summer. Y'all crazy. I swear it looks like I was watching the you know Labor Day had a bunch of Harry Potter on and the Death Eaters just making trouble in the name of the return of the Dark Lord on the off chance that that nigga coming back. That's what y'all look like. Just a bunch of fuck niggas keeping trouble going, keeping these trying to keep these women down. Hoping that Kevin Samuels will rise out of his out of his grave, buy up all the Red Bulls at the corner store. What? <laughs> they sacrificing Red Bulls to bring him back? Yeah, in his name, you know he he died chugging that shit. Oh my god, he did. He he died chugging that shit. Uh, fucking a thick, fucking fucking a thick girl. The same, the same women he said uh, would die alone forever. Y'all are pitiful. Tighten up. I'm saying it, man to man, to man. Tighten the fuck up. Y'all are lame. And honestly, the community deserves better. And I keep saying. Y'all say y'all say it's pandering and y'all say it's simp behavior. These are the exact tenets that Malcolm X lived by. The exact tenets. I mean, Grant, he was talking specifically about the um the Muslim man. Mm-hmm. But he was saying the Muslim a, a real Muslim man is infuriated when someone messes with their women. 
and they have kept, and I say the nation has kept the same energy. I, I, I have my criticisms, but the nation has always kept the same energy about uh, about uh, the protection. protection of of women, particularly black women. Yeah. Um. So I could never be mad about that. Um. But it's an example for y'all. Tighten up. Tighten the fuck up. Tighten the fuck up or shut the fuck up and let the and let the niggas and let the niggas who really believe in some shit uh act accordingly. Try that. Song of the week. That lasted a lot longer than I wanted it to. <laughs> but but it was a but it's a worthwhile topic, I think, that needed to be unpacked from different angles. It, there's, there's honestly more that can be said, but there really is, and maybe we'll talk about it more in Patreon. Um, I'm trying to get better about Patreon um, partially being a supplement to the things we talk about here. Um, so, Song of the Week. Uh, this is... What do I want to play? Uh, oh, this is uh, Saturday Nights from Khalid. This is a nice vibe. Uh, kind of bring us out of that little funk. Uh, go ahead, pour yourself something, get comfortable. We're going to have a good pod. We'll be back with more opinions while black. Let's go. Saturday night. Blueberry cigarillos Swishers make my throat hurt Rolling up CPs in the side for me Light them up and let them both burn Family feud, saying mom's confused I feel she doesn't want to learn But daddy's gone, say he's never home And wishing only makes it worse I guess there's certain dreams that you gotta keep Cause they'll only know what you let them say Like I do, nowhere like I do. 
actos No hay actos Que ya que I care for how you know where I'd rather be than right here around. I care, care for how you Saturday Nights by Khalid. We don't hear enough about Khalid, and I, I don't know who his people are, but they, they're they not doing a good job with him. Like, they're not, they not circulating him right or something. Because well, that's a bop. It's because he gets confused with uh, We the Best. <laughs> that, that, is, that is a possibility. <laughs> but also, like, I... I don't know, like, I feel like, like, because when he came out, he came out strong with that uh, semi-your-location joint, but I feel like his, his a and I don't know who his A&R is, I don't know who he's working with, but they're not marketing him right. And and part of it, and part of it might be that he doesn't have the look that his, some of his contemporaries, some of his uh, peers might. But I don't think even that matters because you got niggas like Pink Sweats that that handle their business out here. And for him to be just putting out, I've never seen Khalid miss. And for him to be putting out bops like that, um, I don't know. I don't know who he's working with, but he, he need to reconsider, dog. Like, I, I really feel like that. Because even though he has a remix with... Uh, Oh, who is that fake country nigga? Um, what? That, uh, that fake country? It's a, it's some dude. He looked he looked like Paul Wall if he did country music. Uh, Kane Brown. There you go. This he 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 has some bops on, on. You know he's he's out there. Is he the one who got the the face tattoos? Doing or am I thinking somebody else? Maybe. Okay. Like all like all the what kind of white whitish boys that look like Paul Wall all kind of look the same to me. Uh, it's understandable. You know, like <laughs> it's, it's, it's understandable. The only thing that distinguishes Paul Wall actually is that he just, he's old at this point. I saw him recently and it, it was the first time he looked old, not, not old, like Haggard or anything, but just older. Did you say he looked like Haggard? No, no. Haggard. Like, Oh, like, okay. Yeah, I know that word. <laughs> A rap, first of all, a rapper, a rapper out here looking like Hagrid is wild. <laughs> just, let me just say that. That is wild. And the first time I see a rapper out here looking like Hagrid, I'm copping that shit. <laughs> I don't care what he got to say. Did he 
die? Yeah. The uh, dude, Robbie he, Coltrane? Yeah, he, he he died a few years back. Damn, I, damn, I missed that one. Uh, yeah. Uh, or maybe it just passed me by. It was like the pandemic had just had a lot of people un-COVID related just dropping off. It was a few people from Harry Potter that died. Uh, oh, God. I, I can't have forgotten the God. Alan Rickman. Yes. Yeah, man. I was watching Harry Potter recently. Uh, you know, they have random. One with the strike and there not being a lot of content. I mean, there not being like a lot of new content being pressed or, you know, advertised. A lot of the stations get into these weird uh, marathons of just whatever they have on hand to play for eight hours or something. Whatever they have on, what does that even mean? Whatever they have on hand, like, like there, because I, there are just, I explained this to my mom once. There are just certain properties of movies that I am convinced are the go-to's to just play when there's just nothing, when there's just nothing new to be outsourced, and just things that you know people are familiar with that they will just stop what they're doing and just leave it on that channel. I I noticed this a lot. I'm in the house way too much. I noticed this a lot (laughs) during the pandemic. Roadhouse. I knew, I know for a fact Roadhouse was played on multiple channels, multiple times, maybe in a day. Do do you remember when Fox 26 would do... Saturday movies? Yes. And they would put the same movie in rotation for like shit. three months in a row? Yes. Oh, you missed Aliens from the beginning? It's okay. Just we'll tune in next Aliens. week. Yeah, <laughs> Aliens will be on again. Yes. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what I'm talking about. And a lot of, and because a lot of the networks are under the same umbrella, they end up playing the same shit to, to appease people. I've seen the Fast and Furious movies played regularly on multiple channels. And in and not even to the point where it's not even in order. Wait. I shit you not. They're just randomly playing a Fast and Furious movie. You're gonna get Fast Five, and then you're gonna get Fate of the Furious. <laughs> and, 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 and maybe and maybe just for old time's sake, we'll just put on the first movie. I shit you not, especially on Labor Day. I saw Fast Five on like three different channels. That's great. That's that's wild to me. But yeah, I there are just movies that get played for no other reason than I remember for a while, Sci Fi Channel was like, we are the Harry Potter channel. No, not Sci Fi. I shit you not. I swear they did when they first, when 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 that shit first got uh, was first available for just uh, playing on tele for a broadcast. Sci-fi was like we are the Harry Potter network because I thought um, HBO was on that heavy. Well, HBO because you know they, these things have time lapse. I'm sure at the time they were playing the Fantastic Beast shit for a long time. Harry Potter was played on HBO regularly, but now that all the all the channels are breaking up or coming together under whatever umbrella. You can probably see the Fantastic... I have not watched those Fantastic Beasts movies, by the way. I watched the first one. Eh. Ariel's still Ariel's still mad at me about this. I, we've talked about it on air. I have not watched that shit. Um, she hates me for that. But 
I'm not like I'm not a sequel prequel. Well, sequels, yes. I'm not a prequel guy. Long after the first thing was done. So you didn't like the Star Wars prequels? Are you no. one of the haters? Uh, yes. Oh my god. To my heart. Everything was wrong with those. Every single thing was wrong with the Star Wars prequels. Everything. None of that was right. What? No, none of that was right. There are cool things that we can take out of that and have and and have outlasted the usefulness of those prequels. But I will not stand by how they how returned uh, what, what was it uh Rise of the Sith fucked up uh General Grievous. <laughs> I will not I will not support that ever. Okay, I can that was a, that was definitely a disappointment. I'll give you that. Or how the fuck old was Padme when she was fucking Anakin? How the fuck old was she? She knew him when she knew him when he was like six years old. That's I think, wrong. I think she was only a decade older than him. Oh, only a decade. That was that was weird and fucked up. Yeah, you know he's probably like what? She no no eighteen no. nineteen. Padme is no older. He was older than that. So that she, little boy was not that fucking old. That little boy was not that old. That little boy could have. That little boy was like six or seven at best. Yeah. And Padme was mad old. No, she was like supposed to be like seventeen, eighteen ish. That's still wrong. Padme then, is literally the Larsa Pippen. And then <laughs> no, of no sci-fi. That, that's that's multiple decades. <laughs> no, fuck that. You know I they sti- get married, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I just I didn't Mike, know if you saw that over the and break. Mike, Mike pretended he mad about it, but it's all it's all going according to his plan. <laughs> it's going. It's all going according to destru- Operation Destroy Scotty, fam. And I took that personally. I'm. I'm, <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm telling y'all. Y'all laugh at that shit, but Michael Jordan is exactly this petty. It's never over with him. Bro, did you see that Key and Peele spit, uh, skit with Michael Jordan? Uh-uh. uh-uh. <laughs> they, they got him uh, uh, tossing quarters up against the wall in the locker room with the janitor. And the janitor oh, beats yeah, him the first yeah. time. And then Jordan just keeps betting him for more and more. <laughs> oh, God. He, he does have a game. I forgot. They do say he has a gambling problem. Like, he's he's literally Will Smith in focus. Talk about like I. I he he's competitive to to the fault, where he wants to punch anyone who ever beats him in anything. <laughs> that makes sense. That makes sense. Michael Jordan is a, Michael Jordan is competitive, petty, and vindictive. That's why I say all this is going to go according to his plan. And I bring all that back around to say, I said it and I thought about it for a second just now, and now I meant it. Padme is the Larsa Pippen. <laughs> of the galaxy. You really doubling down on this. Padme is Larsa Pippen. I I I I'm sticking to that. Um Oh man. Um Oh, I did want to ask you something. Yep. Okay. You've got sugar, you've got Kool-Aid, you've got water. Name your order. Pitcher. What? You got to start with the pitcher. Well, yeah, okay, fine. Pitcher. That's that's the container. Um, we okay. Obviously, we have the container. 
then I do Kool-Aid. Then I do water. And then I sugar it. Until it's the perfect sugaring. Ah, it's, it's, I don't know. I don't know about that one. I was, this is a, this is a debate between, well, uh, it's a debate between a few people, but fam, water. See, you already fucked up. No, no. Water, Kool-Aid, sugar. Water, Kool-Aid, sugar. I'm that's that's the one. Somebody really told me no about that, and I I'm, I feel a way about it. That is that's this is the way. Yeah, because like the Kool-Aid's like all suspended at the top, and you got to really mix it hard. Whereas when you pour the water on it, the volume like just immediately like causes it to disintegrate. So I'm gonna so I'm gonna give fine you particulate. So I'm gonna give you a pass on the uh, just off of the fact that <laughs> I'm, I'm not arguing us. I'm arguing this with a science person. I'm gonna keep the, saying science words. <laughs> I thought the science would be on my. I thought the science would be on my side. On I'm this pulling one. bullshit out of my ass. Okay, fair enough. All right, I'll go with that. Just because you were man enough to admit it, I'll go with that. You know. Usually, because I because usually you'll come with this you'll 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 come with the science uh, aspect. Uh, that's why this man makes more money than me. Um, okay, I'll go with that. What else was on? The, let's see. Um, that wasn't really on the rundown. I like Kool Aid order, but uh, what else do we have? Uh, oh God, we Bro, gotta talk see, about the. This is what I'm talking about. What? Padme was only 14, and Anakin was nine. Five years older. Not even a decade. And he was an adult. She wasn't even like 30 yet. That's still nasty. I always thought that Anakin was a teenager. Like in that like in that second movie era, right before the Clone Wars. Like he was a teenager. Like which means older, Padme, like which an means older Padme, teenager. Yeah, like but that, be, that still means Padme was probably a grown woman. Nah, because he was he was basically going straight into being a Jedi Knight at the beginning of the Clone Wars. Like he wasn't even yeah. a, a Padawan anymore. So and think you don't about, have to be an adult for that. No, but think about think about like how old Obi Wan was in the first the first one, right? Okay, yeah, yeah. Obi Wan wasn't a teenager. He was a grown man. Yeah, so that's basically the same age that Anakin was in the second one. That's that. That's dicey, but I'm gonna go. It's uh, it's they're, it's about the same. Okay, positioning. That's a little dicey, but I'm I'm gonna let you have it. Uh, yeah, I, I I we don't need to spend ten minutes on it, <laughs> whether or whether or not Padme was a pedo or whatever. Um, uh, I did want this was a funny story that happened online. Uh, the nigga who stole tabbies. Oh God. Oh, so, so this chick, y'all got to step your dating game up. Uh, or well, yeah, probably. I guess some of y'all, uh, some of y'all need to take it down a notch because <laughs> this is wild. Um, basically, a woman met a dude on Tinder, matched him on Tinder. Uh, they got together. Uh, they were vibing. Um, they were vibing. They were vibing about music. Apparently, 
um, which tells y'all that I am not wrong about <laughs> about the right vibe with the right music. So they were vibing. She clearly wanted to fuck him. Uh, I think she had made up her mind that this was probably going to be a one night stand and took him home. And uh, they did whatever they did. And afterwards, um, I guess they got to talking about music again. And he was like, man, you got to hear this dope playlist I found. And he took her phone and basically went through her phone and, and used it to uh, use her Spotify to look up the playlist. And eventually he was like, man, I, he's like, well, I can't find it, but I'll send it to you. Um, I'm going to just put my number in here. And he left and he, and he left in that. And, you know, she had to go to work or whatever, and she couldn't find her shoes. What kind of shoes were they? They're called tabbies. I don't, I, I, I'm not a shoe expert, but apparently they're not orange cats. No, apparently these are very high profile, very nice shoes. And T A B I. Oh, oh, okay, yeah, you know, and not uh, the cat, right? No, not the what, cat. But you, what, <laughs> what, what, what is it? And so she couldn't find her shoes, right? Why, why is why is this toe split? Is that? Oh, you're looking at the shoe. Okay, it must be an unattractive shoe. Bro, she she she. She was done a favor by letting him steal. Oh, see, that's not the point. (laughs) And so, Uh. (laughs) and so now, well, let me see the shoe. Let me see the shoe. Oh, this shit. (laughs) Oh, this the shit they talking about. What the fuck is that? I've seen this before. This cloven hoof shoe. Oh, that's what she mad about. Okay, well, the he did so, her a favor. So she's so the the shoe was the, so the shoes were gone, and so she tries to hit him up on the app, but he unmatched her. Like like he he went on the he went on the app with her phone and unmatched himself, so she couldn't find him, and then went to text him by his number, and he had deleted his number. So she, he couldn't be traced at all. As it turned out, we find out through social media. Because you always find out through social because media. Because social media is a bunch of fucking detectives. <laughs> and that guy invested in this story. Apparently, this nigga stole her shoes to gift to his girlfriend, who happened to be the same size. And Some used some used cloven hoof shoes. Like she ain't going to notice the worn in sole or the smell. Cloven hoof shoes. They're literally shoes made for Pan the Goat God. And apparently uh, the girlfriend found out and was shamed uh, into uh, and shamed him into returning the shoes himself. We don't know if she got the shoes back or what. But all of that is wild. Imagine, like, imagine if that's a scam. 
What sleep with somebody? What if and then old steal girl their shoes? What if old girl got this got this nigga out here fucking, uh, wild fucking, on the off chance that <laughs> the chicks have nice shoes, and then he does the same shit, and he does the same shit with the pot with the playlist or whatever, and covers his tracks and deletes all his shit. Imagine that. It's not far fetched either. It, look, look it, it could be one of those lifetime movies. Have you ever had a chick steal some shit from you after a one night stand? <sighs> no, not that I'm aware of. Also, I have security cameras. Oh, well, that's fair. That's fair. I also don't sleep. <laughs> Sounds like they would have fucked with the wrong one. Like, mm, yes, a new person in my environment. I'm just going to sit here like a gargoyle. Oh, boy, you one of them. <laughs> you one of them. They wake up and you still up doing shit. Yep. Oh, okay. I think that's, I, I, I'm, I, I don't want to put your business, I feel like that's how I found you today. It has all the. So what did happen? Damien cut. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, uh, but yeah, that's wild. Like I couldn't imagine. Like I'm because it's usually me, the one at someone's house doing the fucking. I couldn't imagine having the time to just look. Yeah, well, let me just get some. <laughs> Like if I like I like the most I would the most I've ever taken from someone's home after after we fucked is like a like a soda like I I feel like I've done an, I feel like I usually I've done enough good fucking that I I deserve a soda deserve a soda I do man I, I especially I if say, you got root beer I will say I used to take uh, some ginger ale from from someone oh that's worth it yeah that's worth it. It has some extra ginger ales. I'm definitely worth a ginger ale. Worth a couple of ginger ales. Like like in the bottle. Like the like the twenty ounce. Oh wow. Yeah. I'm worth the twenty ounce of ginger ale. I mean, I, I was talking about the can. The little twelve ounce can. Easy it's an easy well the twelve ounce can, it's an easy sneak. And usually someone's not gonna mind so much. Um now, if you start getting a little like like you start getting a little heavy with the pour on the simplies or whatever, you know, <laughs> that's a little different. Uh, I I feel like I'm I feel like I'm deserving of a of a ginger ale. Well, I don't know. Maybe he thought he was deserving of some of some, of tabby some tabbies. Shoes. You know what I'm saying? Like I put in some work. I gave you a whole curated vibe experience, some solid dick, and boom, give me the shoes. I'm a, well, no. I, well, first of all, I'm not. I'm not just giving away. The ta- <laughs> I'm not just giving away tabby dick. I'm not giving away tabby level dick. That's that's OnlyFans. That's OnlyFans. OnlyFans is coming soon, y'all. Like, y'all think I'm playing? Look, I I now have a new uh, method of you know ranking how well I'm doing. Is what. What level of shoe you can get away with stealing? You know, yeah, like if I just flip flop dick, this is, you know what I'm saying? Or this was some tabby dick. <laughs> Do I get the tabbies? You know what oh, I'm saying? Oh man, no, we're not. We you not don't need that. these no more. God damn it! <laughs> Lay back down. <laughs> <laughs> Damien, cut. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
happy dick. Y'all crazy. <laughs> I wish Euphonic were here. <laughs> God damn, I wish Euphonic were here. He, he he would definitely have something to say about Tabby Dick. I I promise you. You you know what? No, we need it. We we need a a licensed expert. A licensed expert. Yes, I haven't done this in a while. Oh God. Are we dialing in an expert? I, I think we're about to dial in an expert. Uh, let's see here. Who do I have? Oh. We definitely have boots on the ground for this. Uh, she's going to be so fucking. She, she's, at this point, she's smart enough not to pick up the fucking phone. This is this is what the ambush calling has got me. Like now people, people know I record this shit on the weekends. And they're just smart enough to. Not pick up. The to not pick up the fucking phone. Just, just, just text first. Hey, I need you to pick up real quick. No, oh, that's not fun. <laughs> I mean, she's. I mean, she's probably out somewhere, uh, being a little social thought. Let's see if we can get a. Let's see if we can get an answer. you have reached is not in service. I want to say she probably somewhere stripping, but day shift stripping is wild. Please leave your message for God damn, but fun. <laughs> I would say daytime day day shift stripping is wild, but probably yes, probably a lot of fun. Uh she got away with it this time. Uh oh. I'll call a fan. Wait a minute. We could do that. We just start calling fans of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we might start doing that for real. Hey. Hey. Hello. Hey, uh, Brandy, this is Oz from Opinions While Black Podcast. Uh, okay. Please don't say anything incriminating. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> Um, I'm here. With, I'm I'm here with the fluent one, okay. and um, we uh, we had a question actually. Okay. Have you heard the story of the of the Tinder date where the guy stole her stole her shoes and gifted them to his girlfriend? Yeah. yeah. Have you ever had someone steal something? Like, have you ever had like a one night stand steal some shit from your house? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so this is a thing. <laughs> so apparently this is a thing. Do you, do you, are are we allowed any details? No. <laughs> She's smart. She's smart. So, okay, did you ever see him again? No. Oh shit. If if it was you, would you be cool if it was like the sandals that got stolen instead of the tabbies? If it was sandals, it, what do you mean? Like general sandals versus luxury shoes? Yeah. No, I'm still want to fight you on fight. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> no, okay. 
Here, okay, so here's here's where here's the million dollar level. Have you ever felt like you had someone over and the dick was good enough that (laughs) (laughs) and there it is, there it fucking is. Okay, so I I apologize. I feel like I have caught you in mixed company. Um. Probably working for a fucking living. <laughs> um, we just we, we I was just going through the contact list to be honest with you, and I was like, hey, why not we call a fan? <laughs> um, we might actually start doing this. Um, I, I'm okay with it. Okay, okay. Are okay? Are you are are you doing something important? I should have asked. I am. Okay, I am. I, I'm, I am in the middle of something. Okay, I probably should have asked that first. It's um, okay. You're fine. You're fine. Um, so no, you, there's never like like you've never gotten like tab like there's not like, well, mm. nope. No. No. Oh man. No it's t- still on site for Charles. Oh, no tabby dick. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> We're calling it tabby dick now because <laughs> apparently okay. apparently these weird cloven hoof shoes are very popular. Um. Okay, I, I I have nothing else. I I will actually call you at a later at a later time if you are not busy. Um, all right, call me anytime. All right, thanks, kiddo. Mm-hmm. Bye. 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 <laughs> I think I, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna go ahead and say it, and she's gonna hear this. But I I think I caught her in the middle of negotiating, Dick. I do. I. She's a social. She's a socialite like that. I feel like I. I, I feel like she. And she works like nine to five, Monday Friday shit. She was negotiating, Dick. Aren't we all? No. Oh. Well, okay. Well, like negotiating pussy, sure. Um. Actually, no. <laughs> focus. 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 This man. Focus. This is why I have to get back out into the. The like nine to five workforce. Um, did I have anything else? On oh, oh, that's right. So, uh, and, and I know this is shit you don't know anything about. Um, Erica Mena got fired from Love and Hip Hop. Yes, for calling old girl a blue monkey. Boom! You thought I didn't know. I actually, I'm going to hit you with the air horns for that. Shout out to Kanji, keep me in the loop. Oh, okay, that's right. Yeah, that's what happened. So there was this episode where Erica Mena was arguing with um, uh, Spice, who is a pretty prominent um, uh, reggae uh, dance hall singer. Um, basically, they're falling out. You know, everybody knows Spice, is, not Spice, uh, Erica Mena is going through a nasty divorce from Safari and she's a little sensitive about it. And I think, I don't know. Spice said some shit like your kids don't, your own child doesn't fuck with you, which is a long standing fact. Um, and she lost her shit and they broke up the fight and she screams, you, you monkey, you blue monkey, a dark skinned black woman. And, of course, this episode was pre-recorded a long time ago, but it the 
the backlash was so visceral that Viacom and MTV and whoever uh, had to fire her. Um, and Erica Mena has been on Love and Hip Hop for a long time. And she's probably had, she, it, and it, they said they're going to continue the, the next couple of episodes. So you yeah. See, apparently, I, I, they're making they're it finish. seem as though there's something else that happened. I think so. They, they're going to finish out the season. Yeah. So, gonna, like whatever, like that, but that's her last season, mm-hmm. basically. Um, I believe she had a contract with uh, one of these app 2B type situations called All Black. Um. Apparently she got fired from that too. Yeah, I just saw that. Uh, what was it yesterday? Uh, she got um, so far her Tubi movie deal is well intact uh, as she deserves. Um, but it was a. I was actually kind of amazed and disappointed at the amount of black people that went to bat for her. Um, because it's this whole thing of oh well, you shouldn't talk about someone's kids and you shouldn't. Um, I agree that you shouldn't talk about that. You that you really shouldn't talk, talk bad about people's kids. Um, the other side of that is, and yes, you can't really control how somebody responds, but how someone responds informs their character. Like I've had horrible, I've had some horrible things said about my family before. I didn't respond to that person with a racial slur. Yeah. I mean, I probably said equally. I've probably said horrible things. I didn't respond with a racial slur. I, as a matter of fact, I can tell you I've said some awful shit over the years um, when I was definitely less evolved um, to it, people that fucked with me. Yay but for evolution. It, yay for evolution. Hit me with the air horns. But I ain't talking about their family. Family ain't got shit to do with it. That little boy didn't do it. And it's also kind of a testament, to, uh, yet another testament to how people who feel adjacent to our culture behave in our spaces. Because this one, this isn't the first, this isn't Erica Mena's first offense. She definitely called Safari a nigga. She definitely said nigga quite a few times over the years on this show. She's been with the show for a long time. Yeah. She definitely called, she definitely said nigga, um, a la, a la J-Lo in that one song. Um, and she definitely has carried herself questionably in black spaces. Um, I know some of the backlash is that Come, I know some of the defense for her is that, well, this was pre-recorded a while ago. Was that to do with anything? And that MTV or whoever knew that this happened, and they only fired her when the response was bad. Well, oh, gotcha. Yes, so that is true. She still one. She still deserves to be fired. Whether they got to shame her, whether they got to shame MTV into it or not. Two, we know that Mona Scott, Mona Scott Young, and we know that Viacom, and we know that MTV doesn't, they're working in the best, corporations work in the best interests of the corporation. And you're cool with the corporation until you're not cool with them. 
That's just how they work. They were cool with it until society told them not to be cool with it. And it was going to affect their bottom line. Because these networks, these networks have done way worse shit. Oh, yeah. I was actually surprised that she got fired for it, to be honest. I didn't know that the social backlash was that much that it. They went hard. Yeah. They 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 went ham, and and she deserved every bit of it. Here's the other problem. Well, not the other problem, but just to give you an idea of how these production companies don't give a fuck, the the production company that worked with, that did a Black Ink Crew back in the day, yeah, they also did Live PD, I believe. And this is a thing that Live PD vanished over. They filmed, they filmed, it, it didn't make air, but they were following the cops around and the cops arrested a, a black guy and they did a chokehold on him or something and they killed him. All of this happened on camera and the production company took length to try to hide it or delete it. This wait, this is on which which show? Live PD. Oh yeah, I could. Yeah. Okay. And they went to length to cover up their them being there or their involvement. And I think they tried to delete the evidence. That's evidence. That's illegal. So if they don't give a fuck about that man's life, yeah. They damn sure don't give a fuck about Erica Mena and will hang her and will hang her out to dry the first chance they get. So I don't really care. We know that the production companies are cutthroat. And they work like any other corporation. The second you making them look bad, you're done. Corporations are not people. Corporations don't have feelings. <laughs> and they don't have your back. I, I I can agree with that. Um. Yeah, that's a pretty good place to put a pin in it. Um, we're gonna take a quick break. We'll be back uh, with more foolishness, more fuckery. Y'all know what it is: sober conversation with the least sober team in podcasting. Pour up, clap, white people. And we are back. We are black. We are opinionated. And we are actually sober this week. Um, Technically. I mean, <laughs> well, I was drinking tequila until about 6 o'clock in the morning. So I would say, well, we're sobering up. <laughs> this guy. Um, it is time now for White People Must Be Stopped. This is why I don't fuck with white people. Man, listen, if you were in Texas, Houston specifically, then you know it's been hot as hell. I think we've had like, this is probably the, I think they set the record for the most like 
hundred plus days in the summer, hundred degree plus days in the summer. It's been a while this year since two thousand eleven. But I, I made the dumbass mistake of telling uh, one of my coworkers who was down here from Jersey. I said, "Wait till it gets to August, because then it's going to be a hundred. No, it started in June. I'll say, yeah. Um, now, the other thing. Uh, now, the other thing about it being so hot nowadays uh, is that we all, as Texans, have to deal with is ERCOT. In case you don't know what that means. ERCOT is the company that basically regulates um, energy here in the state of Texas. This is wild because it means that they regulate us. They get to regulate us however they want because because Texas is on, except for some places like El Paso, I think, is on a completely different energy grid than the rest of the country, which is moronic and even more moronic given what climate change is doing to us so basically it can get hot here and it can get so hot that to regulate the grid and to not overload the grid we can just random or the grid can overload and uh, all of texas can just be without power we've had that happen um or they can just go into rolling blackouts um because they because they don't have an, they don't have enough uh generators active yeah they caught me yesterday with the rolling blackout really yep about an hour mid- ah. midday yesterday yep oh shit i didn't know that thought my computer broke <laughs> i was tired <laughs> and they can just catch and they can just Going to rolling blackouts and outages. And that's dangerous as fuck when it's so hot. We noticed because it was dangerous as fuck when it was cold. Um, and we had a big freeze and people died. So everybody in Houston is basically either suffering from PTSD from uh, Snowmageddon a couple of years ago. Yeah. Or they're uh, working out of PTSD from whatever uh, recent storm fucked them over. That's the only way you live in a Gulf city like this. And ERCOT has been on some fuck shit lately. Um, one, let's see. And this I do consider this a white people thing. Uh one, I think a couple days ago, they just randomly went into emergency mode late in, late in the evening because they've they've been very vague. But we're we're going to assume a plant failed. Um, they never want that in the news because that's how people died in the in the in the cold. Um, but most of all, I just I just read something where apparently. They paid some Bitcoin miner guy. Company. Some Bitcoin company. Like millions of dollars. 31 million. 30, God damn. I, I, Bitcoin is... Okay, crypto is a scam. Yes. yes. But it's a scam I feel like I missed out on. <laughs> We're going to start a new segment like that. Crypto is a scam. Um... But they paid some Bitcoin company like $31 million to shut down for the night. 
there's a reason for this, and it's a re- and and it's a thing that people aren't talking enough about. Our genius governor, Greg Abbott, has been kind of trying to set up Texas to become a crypto state to become a state that deals in crypto that, that where where crypto can be a very lucrative business this is stupid the reason this is stupid and the reason that I one of the many reasons I hate crypto is that crypto is bad for the environment is bad for any energy grid because maintaining maintaining crypto on servers like that generates a huge amount of energy and those server farms have to be cooled all the time and that generates an enormous amount of energy yes and telling people telling bitcoin miners to come here and set up these enormous server farms they are consuming 4% of all Texas produced energy at the moment. That doesn't sound like a lot, but that could keep a lot of homes lit. Yeah. And by 4%, that's that's everything. So think like all of the industry that runs across the entire state. Think about all the millions of people across multiple different cities. How, oh, how do you expect to keep Bitcoin? Do you expect a a state to house Bitcoin or crypto when it can barely keep its, it can barely keep its, the major metros lights on? That's silly. It can't like, I think we've gone, I think we've went 10, 11 days where, ERCOT asked us to conserve power. And when they ask us to conserve power, they are literally telling us to turn the thermostat up to like 80 something. Which is insane in 100 degree heat. I mean, it's 20, it's 20 degrees less, but still. That's a lot. That's asking a lot for people. And that's asking a lot for people that kind of had, some people have medical conditions where they have to keep their house cool. Yeah. You know, and, and, and yeah, it's it's been multiple days that they've been sending out those items. And the one that got me the other day was they asked you to conserve from like, like normally they try to say like uh, during the day. Like three to nine. You know, some types of things. And oh, wash your clothes at night. No, they were like, hey, you know what? Uh, from nine to five. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> overnight. Y'all are tripping. And that and, and it doesn't make any sense even more now that there's so many people that work from home. Um, and it's, it's another sign that it's time to run Greg Abbott the fuck out of here, run him out of here with torches and pitchforks. If you have to please vote, please vote, please. If you can hear the sound of my voice, please vote. Vote accordingly. Vote with the interest of your community in mind. If you can hear the sound of my voice and you're tired, tired of being on edge for fear of rolling blackouts, 
for fear of random outages where your house just sits in the, sits in the heat. I don't, I don't, I don't want to have to go to a fucking hotel. Well, sometimes I do. <laughs> um, I, that's batshit crazy, y'all. Get this. It's time. Vote. Get this motherfucker out of office. It's time. Run this motherfucker away with. with oh God, I'm so sick of this nigga. Anyway, um, oh, I oh I didn't I missed this one. Um, Danny Masterson hide from that '70s show. Yeah, ha- has been sentenced to like 30 years in prison. 30 to life. 30 to life for raping two women. Um. Jesus, nobody is normal on that fucking show. Topher, who would have thought? Who would have thought Topher Grace would be the most normal motherfucker on that show? And it's not even just that Danny Masterson was 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 raping was raping women like that. It's the fact that Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis, I shit you not, wrote impassioned letters. To the judge, um, basically defending his character. Oh no! Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. They wrote impassioned letters to the judge. I don't. I, I don't have the quote in front of me, but basically, they wrote letters to the judge, uh, uh, emphatically speaking for his for his upstand his character as an upstanding citizen. I literally wrote a poem about that this week. Oh shit. About people who do shit like that. And how I know him, he's a good guy. Yup. We try to say like that just because you know this person in one space and that they're always such an angel, they're always such a good person, and then you look the other way when they're clearly a fucking predator and you let them be in your spaces. Like we need to stop doing that shit. I don't want to be the guy to say it. The poetry community does that a lot. Oh, yeah. Or did it a lot back in the day. That that, that was also on the mind when I wrote it. <laughs> does that a lot. Poetry community needs to tighten up. Um. But, yeah. I. And, and what's fucked up is that Ashton Kutcher has kind of made his name being a quote-unquote good guy. Um, he has kind of made his name doing right as doing right by the community, as doing right by kids and all that shit. Yeah, I thought he he had basically retired after punk to work full time advocacy. Yeah, and combat like sex trafficking and so, all and all that to <laughs> stand in the gap for a fucking rapist. And, and yeah, it was not the way I thought you were going to say it. when you said like that they wrote impassioned letters. I was really. Expected like they some dirt that was going to come up. Like, yeah. oh yeah, this is how he was. No, no, no. You said defend. Yeah, bro. You know it's fucked up. The the uh, the because I, I didn't watch that '70s show. The main memory I have of Danny Masterson is him being in Face Off and John Travolta beating the shit out of him for trying to rape his daughter. I shit you not. These motherfuckers be out here typecast. 
Yeah, I I remember that scene very vividly where he was sitting in where he was sitting in his little his little hot rod or whatever and and trying to get her clothes off in the car and she's screaming and this is uh uh John Travolta as Castor Troy who rips him out of the window. That was that was Masterson? Yeah. Rips him out of the window, beats the shit out of him. And tells her, you know, dress like Halloween and ghouls will try to get in your pants. What fucked me up about that, but what fucked me up about that scene was that he gave her a knife uh, and was like, the next uh, the next time you try some shit like that, stab him in the thigh and twist it so the wound doesn't close. And she took the knife from him. And honestly, it's probably what I would have done. Uh, but she ran right back out there. She ran right back out there to go fuck with him. Oh, man. Oh, white women. Uh, what be wrong with these white women? <laughs> um, send your racist stories. Send your real-life racial encounters. Uh, along with your listener letters, questions for myself, the fluent one, anyone you hear on this podcast, please send all those to opinionswhileblack at gmail.com. Also, uh, log on to gmail dot uh, log on to opinionswhileblack dot com, yes. uh, so you can learn more about us, more about Houston's most savage podcast, um, ways to listen to us, ways to buy merch, <laughs> new merch coming soon, and also uh, ways to become a patron. Uh, join us on Patreon, uh, become a part of the uh, higher higher level conversations. Um, we have bonus content, uh, exclusive merch, Discord access. I like the Patreon from today. We had a good Patreon. That was fun. Um, it was a vibe. It was a vibe. And uh, if and if you've been missing, if you are a longtime listener, you've been missing D. Randall. There's plenty of D. Randall behind the paywall. I promise you that. Um, we just have to get that nigga when he when he's available. Um. We'll be right back with your listener letters and the top three STFUs. This is Houston's most savage podcast. Pour up. Clap, white people. We're back. Houston's most savage podcast. That's us. Probably usually drinking, but we're hydrating. Y- yes. Well, Re- I am. Recovery is real. Yeah. You know what you need? Pedialyte. No, I don't like the flavors. <laughs> <laughs> Not a Pedialyte man. No. Oh, man. You need some electrolytes in your life, my G. Yeah, that's what uh, a little bit of salt in the water is for. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, time for listener letters. Or stick your finger in a plug. Um, I'm not engaging that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> shit. Um, Get your electricity however you can, folks. Uh, Ryan Gabriel, uh, one of one of our favorite listeners, um, had some uh, commentary about... Uh, Bill Maher being an out-of-touch knob. Um, 
Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, I thought this was from last episode, actually. Um, I'll save that, actually, because uh, I, I have some shit to say about Bill Maher. Um, oh, he did have some. Oh, he did have some content. I, I, I just didn't scroll fast enough. Um, wait, what? Uh, he did want to correct me that Bray Wyatt, you know, Bray Wyatt died, uh, from a WWE. Uh, he was thirty six, which is wild. I, God, I feel old. Um, we talked about Fresh and Fit being demonetized. Uh, Fresh and Fit and Andrew Tate are unfortunately consumed mostly by teenage boys. That is horrible. Um, the Bishop Sycamore documentary is much more nuts than I thought it was. Uh, yeah, we meant to, man, because after we talked about it, a lot more people watched it about the fake school. Yeah. Yeah, man, there's a lot and there's a lot to unpack there. And I want, and I was going to maybe unpack it with Randall on Patreon. I might still, but one of the things that one of the outstanding things that really stuck out to me was that Roy Johnson, for all his "I'm just making it up as I go along" shit, he knew who to target because you notice all the 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 people they interviewed uh, on behalf of the kids. It was mostly like it was like two or three, basically just single football moms, and. I can tell you uh, about Texas football. Those single football moms, they be wanting it more than the than the players. Oh man, as much if not more. And I, when I saw those two those two women and their and kind of their their outlook on it, I, he knew who to target because. And I don't want. And I don't want to say that. I don't want to say that they were just dopes and that men would have done much better. But let me tell you something. Oz Longworth Sr. would have hunted this nigga to the ends of the earth. <laughs> I shit you not. Oz Longworth, it would have been some Liam Neeson taking shit. I, I, fucking with my future? No. There would have been, there's no way. I have a very particular set of skills. <laughs> This nigga, I'm, and 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 it wouldn't have, and it wouldn't have been a big deal. He, my dad would have just grabbed that golf club he loves so much, and looked at me and goes, "Where does this nigga live?" And we wouldn't have heard from Roy Johnson again. And you know, my, there's it, it, no use in me not talking about it, not talking about it now. Uh, my dad was like. My dad was on the, he was like the avatar. He was like the bridge between worlds. Like he was the bridge between the civilized, the civilized niggas in the community and the knuckleheads. Mm -hmm. And my dad, and and there were definitely knuckleheads that would, this thing would have come up missing. You can't, you can't, someone who is acquainted with football and acquainted with the industry like my father was, you can't do this to those people. And that 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 white woman, uh and that white woman who was uh the quarterback's mom. I'm convinced she was more complicit. 
I am convinced she was way more complicit. And just at some point she realized who this nigga was and was like, oh, okay, I draw the line. Wait, you think she was just like going along with the scam? Man, that story when she said she was taking that nigga to make them hot checks at Kinko's. Oh, uh, well, yeah. I'm telling you, he was she was she was more involved than she wants to. I and 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 don't get me wrong, I think she was probably duped into it. But them people want it more than the players do. That's all they want is that D1 uh, visibility. And did none of them niggas get it? I think one of them ended up going to a D1 school he, just because he, he was young enough. He got the visibility. He got, and, and the other one, and the other one, uh, that kid, he was supposed to go to Grambling. And he had committed. And then they found out about Bishop Sycamore. And took all that shit away from him. No, why? They didn't know. And and because he wasn't, when they scouted him, he wasn't enrolled. When they figure out it's a fake school, that means you're not enrolled in a real school. Yeah. And there was just basically nothing they could do. And it, it was, it, now that was very emotional because he he probably deserved it the most. He probably, and I, he had a lot of talent. And Grambling is the perfect program for him. And you see all the footage where he's on the phone with, and, and where he's on the phone with old dude. And he's crying. And, and he's like holding his mother crying. Like this is like the avenue to a better life. Potentially. If not, if not for him, for his family, and a couple of weeks later, they figure out that this that this nigga was involved with Bishop Sycamore, and they took all that away from him, and they, and it ain't shit anybody can do because he, it, I won't say he didn't break the law because he's being sued from a lot of different angles, but. There's no all the shit he did. There's no rule that says you can't do that shit because nobody thought to make a rule to not because who would do such a thing? So I mean, do you have to have a rule to be accepted into college? You have a rule to be accepted into college, but there's a lot of there's a lot of things those scholarships are based on. Bend the rules. That's kind of my thing. Um and what's crazy is they would get in more trouble bending the rules for him than Roy Johnson is in trouble for now. That's wild. That's and it's wild. only emboldened him. It's only emboldened him. The fact that the fact that there are no hard rules because most of the hard rules are based on the fact that Bishop Sycamore was registered as a religious institution <laughs> and the state of Ohio can't do shit about it. He should try that shit in Texas. He would he would be dead. Yeah, that's my point. He would be dead. I'd shit they would no, no, <laughs> no. Texas football is taken no. He would be dead. He would be strung he would be strung up by his toes and made to gargle bread pudding. I shit you not. He would be fucked over a million times over. He would be passed 
from district to district. Just to be fucked up. Just to be fucked over. Just just to be held accountable everywhere he fucked over these kids. No, hell no. Texas football don't work that way. Um, thank you, Ryan, for that. Uh, I had been meaning to supplement that. And we're, we're probably, and I'm going to ask Randall, I know he's watched this. We're probably going to do a BS high episode of Behind the Paywall. Because I know this nigga has some bars. Um, it is time for the top three STFUs, actually. I'm ready. I am. I too am ready. Who are the three people in America that need to shut the fuck up? Stephen A. Smith. Shut the fuck up. I mean, he should always shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, I I really hope I really hope the new first take is going bad for him. I don't because it's got Shannon on it. Give Shannon a show. Yeah. Give Shannon a show. Let him podcast with Jamel Hill. Oh. Fire. <gasps> Oh, fire, fire. Okay. Put him with somebody worth talking to, like Jamel Hill, like Pat McAfee. Put him, Pat McAfee has a great show. Put put him on with people that deserve attention because Stephen A. Smith is not that. Um, And Undisputed is doing terribly. <coughs> Look, I saw That's too 30 many. seconds and was like, it was what too the much. fuck is this? It's too many, not even because of Skip. It's just too many niggas that, oh, no. Yeah, it, I didn't even see Skip talk. I couldn't produce that. It's too many niggas that don't know shit about shit. Um, I don't want to talk to Richard Sherman. Um, number three is DJ Envy. I hate the Breakfast Club, y'all. I do. I think it's terrible, terrible, terrible radio. And the fact that it's being passed off as a podcast by iHeart means it's a terrible, terrible podcast. My problem with DJ Envy, DJ Envy had, uh, let's see, the Breakfast Club had Tyrese on. And recently? Yeah. Um, like this week. And basically, Envy brought on Tyrese. They had fell out over something. And Tyrese had said something maybe unsavory about his wife. Because we all know Envy is on is still on his apology tour, and he will probably be for the rest of his career. Um, and so he had to look tough defending his wife and talking about some of the shit you said about my wife. I ought to box you, and it, it, Envy can't fight. And, you know, Tyrese is a weirdo, but I wouldn't want to fight him. <laughs> he is that nigga from Watts. I don't want to fight that nigga. Um, but my problem with envy is I understand that you have to, that because you fucked over your wife with Erica Mena, by the way, well, she just stay on the episode. <laughs> Shit. Um, if you fucked, if you fucked over your wife and you have to constantly be in apology mode, that's your problem, dog. But using your platform to look tough in front of in front of people uh, in the interest of defending your wife's honor, probably by her request, is lame. Because we saw you do this before with Jesus and Miro. Rest in peace, Jesus and Miro. Um, 
we saw you do this before, and you looked lame doing it then, and Jesus almost slapped the shit out of you. He visibly looked like he wanted to slap the shit out of him. And you bringing people on your platform because you think that's safe and so you don't have to confront people out in the world, to me, is bitch shit. Is bitch shit. I have, there are people that have, that have had beef with me for years. Don't come on here. You're not safe here. You'll just hear the episode where Oz finally slapped the <laughs> shit out of somebody on air. You might as well just confront me out in the world, dog. That's exactly how that would go. I, I, Meanwhile, I, you would have you finally just yelling, Damien, cut! <laughs> <laughs> I do. I think, and so I, I just, I think that's a bitch move. He does that a lot. I think that's a bitch move, and I think DJ Envy is a bitch for that. So I just, he can just shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Number two is Jess Hilarious. Who I Again? Ju- who I just found out is a is is now a permanent uh, entity on the Breakfast Club. They, they, they couldn't re, do they better. Re, they replaced Angela Yee. Yeah, well, Angela just, Yee left to do her own shit with just hilarious. With just hilarious, I want them to bring back Angela Yee. To be honest, if that's the choices, um, just hilarious. Got on, got, uh, she was on somewhere, somebody's podcast, defending Erica Mena. Wait, defending her calling a, uh, calling Spice Spice a monkey. The defense was, well, maybe she thought, maybe she really thought Spice looked like a monkey. Madam. Madam. A blue monkey is not. Calling someone a blue monkey doesn't make doesn't make calling a dark skinned woman a monkey not racist. That's not that's not your safe that's not her safe zone. And honestly, Jess Larry should be ashamed of herself uh, as a dark skinned woman who has who has received criticism herself. She should be ashamed of defending that shit. That's unfortunate. That's horrible. That's un- that that is unfortunate. That's awful. As it is, I mean, you and you should you should stand for something somewhere along the way. As it is, you're not funny. They literally went and got the third funniest person from the Lil Rail show. I I've never found it funny. So it's just one of those. This woman is awful, man. That's awful. And I, and it's representative of some of the internalized hate um that some of that that some of the, because I have seen women defend this and go well she called her a blue monkey so it doesn't count that do they not realize that makes it worse and not better I don't think man do, do they not understand what the implications are for that I thought that if they were going to replace Angela Yee, they would at least replace replace her with somebody that serves Angela Yee's purpose. And Angela Yee didn't let some. Don't get me wrong. Angela Yee didn't let some fuck shit happen on her watch, especially when it comes to black women. She didn't let a couple of black women uh, just fall under the bus 
So don't so she's not completely innocent in this. But I thought Jess Hilarious would have a little bit of class about herself. I was asking too much, apparently. Um, reasonable people have been asking too much, apparently. Um, she's just going to be in the same. Apparently, she's just relegated herself to being in the same kind of fuck shit uh, as um, uh, Charlemagne and Envy. And just gonna and just gonna insert herself in some bullshit as long as they'll let her. Because good podcasting now is not measured by good content. Good podcasting now is measured in um how, how often can you end up on the shade room for saying stupid shit? And if that's the measurement, then Jess Hilarious is the gold standard. <laughs> For everyone else, she got to shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up! And the number two person who should shut the fuck up, and the number three, and the, oh, excuse me, the number one person who should shut the fuck up is Bill Maher. Bill Maher back on his bullshit, boy. He is back in a big way on his bullshit. Um, so... I don't think he said this on Joe Rogan's podcast, even though him uh, him aligning himself with Joe Rogan publicly really is grounds enough uh, for a shut the fuck up. However, uh, Bill Maher was on some somebody's podcast, and I want and, and I want I want better for these entities than to lower themselves and come on to nobody people nobody ass people's podcast because it's like the second or third person who punched down and went to a podcast beneath them um that nobody's gonna hear and is only gonna be made famous by the fuck shit that you said not the conversation that was had so where was he at then what was he doing again i can't tell you the name of these people's podcasts um, but he was on, but he was on their podcast talking about the writer's strike uh, and, uh, basically saying that, um, the, the demands for the writer's strike are goofy, that the, de- that, that the demands for more money are ridiculous. Um, one, I, I, I hoped that he would learn from how stupid, uh, what's his name, uh, Stephen Amell sounded when he talked about the writer strike. And then ended up being out there. And ended up having his ass out there with a picket sign looking like a scolded child. Like within a week. Maybe less. He looked, he looked pitiful. He looked like he was on punishment. Um, I was looking for his quote oh god is he oh no he's and and i'm as as i'm scrolling twitter uh i see him defending um defending his quote oh this isn't bill marble i was gonna say defending ashton kutcher uh which is really not what we want um as a matter of fact he must have said a lot of dumb shit in this in this interview for example the goal is to not see race at all. 
That's what liberal. That's what liberals always believe. Going back to JFK, everybody, MLK, the woke believe race is a, is the thing you should always see uh, everywhere, which is used to which is which used to be the position of the KKK. Sir, sir, I was just going to get on your ass about the writer's strike. Just. But this is unconscionable. Uh, Bill Maher wants to acknowledge the big other side of the writer's strike while he says that they're getting screwed a little bit by the streamers. A lot of their demands are kooky. They kind of believe that you're owed a living as a writer and you're not. Writer is a job. Writer is a job. Yeah. It's a vocation. You deserve a living. You deserve a living working a vocation. That's what that's what the strike is all about. And this is classic. This is union busting bullshit. This is exactly the kind and and, and and he said it more, probably more candidly than we usually hear, but this is union-busting bullshit. Anytime there's a union for any vocation, there's somebody, out, there's somebody out here creating propaganda to make it seem like the union is just this, un, this unreasonable mob, this fickle, unreasonable mob like it's Julius fucking Caesar. But it's, it's it's the comparison that he's using is stupid. It's like saying, man, can you believe these people want to breathe when you drown them? Correct. Like, that's, that's, it doesn't quite have the impact you think it's supposed to have, sir. Like, and, and it's revealing because Bill Maher has always, Bill Maher for a long time made his living and made his brand about being, kind of on kind of on the fringe liberal kind of the maverick of sorts that was a straight shooter and spoke up for the little guy that's what he made his career on uh with his talk show and then you started realizing who the person is an old out of touch white man yeah, and the older he's gotten, I don't know what it is about old age that makes that makes people into terrible fucks because Again, and Bill Maher been old, but I definitely remember him having way more liberal ideas than this. Paid acting. That wasn't him. Also true. That's a character like Stephen Colbert. Yeah. And my thing is, it's because a lot of people cut Bill Maher a lot of slack. I don't. I hate the guy. I, I, yeah, I do fucking hate him. Um, some people cut him a lot of slack uh, because he because he's loud about the about the low hanging fruit. He's been the loudest about Trump. Big deal. He's not been the loudest. He's he was pretty loud when Trump was running. I guess he was pretty. I'll give him that much. He was pretty loud, and he was. But my thing was: Does he from, still have a show? Yes. Show's not on the air though because of the writers. None of the, I was say none of the writers. I was say none of those shows are so on. So he's just being selfish. So he's just out here talking shit. He's mm-hmm. just out here in the ether and needed somewhere to get his shit off. And so he goes. And so he goes to people less famous than him, or Joe Rogan. 
and it's it's him needing somewhere to say that he was he wrote an essay on Twitter about fucking Barbie. Brother, you seventy. You should not have you should not have an essay's worth of things to say about Barbie. You should not. And that's not and that's not a diss about Barbie because I've not seen the movie. But you just should not have that much to say about Barbie. You should not. I feel like it's more the guest uh, <laughs> child opinion than a seven year old man. That's just that's that's wild. And 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 so you and so now you just you don't have anybody to, you don't have anybody to listen to you, and you stuck and you stuck jobless until these people get their shit together. And you just one way or another just want everybody to just get over it and get along. And that is not, and the liberals do this a lot, not the liberals, everybody, the white people, they do that a lot. And it's time to stop that. We have, there are serious problems to solve and we, and serious people need to be solving them. And I can tell you, Bill Maher is not the starting point. Never has been. So we can hit, we can hit Bill Maher with the biggest shut the fuck up. And you can give him another one just because of how much other stupid shit he says. And that race shit. Oh, give him another one. God damn. I wasn't even, I didn't even know about that one. I tell you, the, the list was actually hard to do this week because there were a couple of people who needed to shut the fuck up. Um, and I might save him for next week because I haven't forgotten about you, Jason Lee. Uh, with that stupid, with that, with that, uh, that stupid ass Jerry curl in your fifties, I have not forgotten about you, uh, Jason Lee. Not at all. I hate you for making me agree with Amanda Seals. <laughs> My God, anybody who makes who puts me on the side of Amanda Seals about anything, well, not anything, but a lot of things. Ooh. I yeah, we yeah, I'm gonna get your ass next week. I haven't forgotten about you, dog. Um Fluent, have we done a podcast? I think so. Uh also, shout out to uh Coach Prime, now two and zero as the ending of this recording. Oh shit. Um they beat the brakes off of <laughs> It's like what, thirty six to thirteen? Damn, hit him with the air horns. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I guess Coach Prime over there handling his business. All right, I'll give it to it's him. It's almost like he knows what he's doing. Like he's got some experience in this field or something. There's man, it's gonna be a lot of mea culpa to go around. <laughs> God dog. I I mean, Grant, I understand some of the frustration about him leaving. What's it called? But uh, and and I agree with it. But um, I'll give him. I'll also give him his credit where his credit due because at the end of the day. He's still coaching mostly black kids. Yeah. And they deserved it. And and you know, black kids wherever they wherever they went to school, they deserved the chance to rise to the occasion and uh and be recognized for their hard work. So yeah, I'll give it to him. Um Air Horns for Prime. Uh church announcements. Anything? Yeah, you uh any any shows any shows coming up? Um not mine, but there is uh what you call it? Um uh 
the Deadly Pins Poetry Retreat. They're doing. I like, heard about this. They're doing like a week long poetry takeover plus a pool party. Oh shit! So I mean, if you don't go to the play or the open mics or anything else, Oz, you might just want to come out for the pool party. That sounds like the old school poetry carrying on. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying. I just okay. You might have mentioned something that is up my alley. So yeah, Deadly Pens. Okay. Poetry retreat. Um, basically they got poets flying in from around the country for this. Uh, I got people up in Philly, New York, uh, Denver and, uh, uh, San Diego are coming out. I gotta figure out how to wrap this shit up. Wrap this hair, <laughs> wrap this hair up. Hey man, my birthday is coming up. Um, at the end of this month. What are we doing? Right, good question. Uh, one thing at a time. Does somebody want to come, uh, retwist his hair for me? Any of you listeners, uh, if you want to gift me, you know, gift me a retwist, I am down. Or get, at least give gift me a wash. Uh, I this hair is unmanageable. I'm down. It's not unmanageable. It's not that bad. Um, but it would help. It would help the cause. Let me know. Just let me know. Just if you're interested, it's cool. It's it. If not, it's cool. Just let me know. Um. Thank you guys as always. Love have, uh, love having you. Love being here for you. Um, new merch coming soon. Probably on my birthday. Maybe I'm thinking about it. Um, because my birthday is a Friday. Um, new merch coming soon. Um, Patreon, possibly a, a special treat for you by the end of the month. Um, some of you got merch coming. It's going to be a slow process on the merch, uh, getting shipped out, uh, has more to do with Patreon than it does with me. Um, but I'll get it to you. Um, other than that, we're going to be here. Y'all know what it is. Uh, we will be back next week with more foolishness, with more fuckery until then. I want to say this has been. 235 episode 235 I looked for it and then I forgot because you know it's been it's been minutes since then and um you know I'm still recovering from understood understood and 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 not sleeping so. I mean you know where you you know where you at dog this is opinions while black Two, I think it's 235 though 235 uh if you're not going to be here to you know uh uh, rest during your hangover. What else would you be here for? Uh, <laughs> what? Oh, we um, don't get hungover. Uh, that's true. Uh, that's starting, and, and that's how I know I'm getting old. I'm not getting hungover, but that recovery that 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 recovery time is getting a little rougher. You know, like Wolverine started getting old. That healing <laughs> that healing shit was taking a little longer. Um. This has been episode 235 of Opinions While Black. I have been Oz. I am the fluent one. As always, forever imparting titties. Clap for them, white people. Sorry, that wasn't the right one. Bye, niggas.